Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of Hiring and Inspiring. Today's guest is Jay Sullivan. Jay is, well, first and foremost, old friend of mine. He uh, works in the fitness industry. Uh, he works as a, an online uh, personal trainer. Uh, worked in that industry for many years. Progressed, um, you know, through the ranks, and he's uh, he's just moved to uh, San Diego in the in, in the US. Um, been a while since I lost, last caught up with him, so I'm really looking forward to having a chat to him today and talking through um, you know his sort of journey, what he's been up to, ups and downs. I'm, I'm sure there's been um, you know plenty, and I'm looking forward to really getting uh, stuck into uh, you know learning his his sort of wisdom uh, and talking all things sort of fitness and, uh, and and his business. So, Jay, with that introduction, mate, welcome to the show. How are you getting on? Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. It has been a while. It's yeah, been many years. <laughs> it has, mate. It has. Yeah. yeah. Just um, as a little actually um, additional information, Jay and I met in uh, in the US. It must have been, I think, eight years ago now. Yeah, um, I think it was. fifteen. Yeah. In we worked together uh, as younger blokes as uh, uh, camp counselors in um, at, a, at a, summer, a kids' summer camp in the in the US. Um, upstate New York and yeah we, we met and became friends that summer and sort of stayed in touch ever since um, so but let's let's start with the present and the, and the recent news you've, you've just moved from from the UK you know, your life in the UK you've moved things to the US you're living in San Diego now big move sounds really exciting How, how's it all going there so far yeah mate very exciting um, being out here for a week now so flew out on Wednesday last week um, Setting in, jet lag's gone now, which is good. <laughs> um, and yeah, just finding my finding my feet, um, just getting into a, a routine again. Obviously, after all the traveling, it's a bit, sets you out a little bit, especially with the time difference and new environment and that. Um, but yeah, it's good. Finding my feet, like I said, discovering the city, wandering around. Um, obviously, I moved in with my girlfriend, so um, she's been kind enough to put me up um and it's obviously it's a big step for the relationship as well so it's, it's all very new all, all a lot of new experiences um but very exciting nonetheless yeah so looking forward to the summer yeah yeah for sure so so what actually what brought about the move how come you sort of pack things yeah, up yeah so uh so i was working so back in london uh up until march and um Ended up quitting my job in London as a personal trainer, working in corporate fitness, um, managing the gym. Um, and basically, my tenancy was finishing with my housemates. Uh, they both moved off with their girlfriends. Um, so I didn't want to share a house anymore in London. And with how expensive the whole living was, um, just kind of come to that point where I was like, well, I need to either do something that I don't want to do or move to well I had to move back home uh back to Devon yeah. with my parents which was you know it's a bit of a shot to the ego sometimes when you've moved out and had your own independence yeah um, yeah but it was a necessary reset um and then obviously decided to start my own business I was sort of doing the online coaching alongside my old work um but it eventually got too much like with the managing the gym and personal training and that. So it kind of fell by the wayside, but obviously once I knew I was leaving, I started pick, picked it up back up again and 
obviously then from March until now, just been working on that full time. Yeah. So you decided to kind of go all in on the online business? Yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. All in. It's a big step. Um, yeah. It's it a funny story. Um, I, me and my girlfriend went to Joshua Tree uh, out, out in the States in New Year's. Um, and I had a, a quite a, quite a big, uh, it, it's an impactful experience. We were out there for a week and uh, Joshua Tree is very remote. It's in the desert. There's not much going on. So you have a lot of time to think to yourself. Um done some like meditation um like sound meditation experience um and yeah from there um obviously I still have my old job at that time um and yeah it's just a very life-changing experience that and at that point that's that's when I knew like I wanted to do the online coaching um so obviously the I was already aware that I was going to be leaving London at that point so that sort of experience itself helped me make make that decision make me know that I was making the right choice yeah so was it a case of like leaving what was maybe comfortable to you managing the gym doing that stuff to go into something that you knew was going to be really hard but ultimately you know what was best for you yeah 100% very comfortable um sort of reached my limit as well um in terms of that uh so I was working I think I started that job um in 2019 it was obviously COVID all happened um touch base in the online stuff during COVID um but didn't have enough to do like live in London support that and quit my job then so Mm. like I said went back to back to the gym when it opened again during COVID or after COVID Uh, I was a personal trainer then got a promotion up to the gym manager there um, and then in corporate fitness, you kind of got two ways. That's sort of like your limit in terms of um, being on the gym floor and really being, say, uh, in touch with the clients and the members of the gym. Um, and then once you progress from there, you're sort of more into, say, like the business operations of stuff. So like client relations, um, it, like new gyms, like new contracts, that kind of thing. So which is something that did sort of, touch my interest a little bit but yeah. I was waiting on someone to leave to take that step and who knows how long that could have been so yeah but ultimately like I said I've always had that itch to do the online stuff so yeah um, it's what so, sat right with me yeah mate so so talk talk to me about that that online business then the online personal trainer if, if someone maybe is listening didn't really know what what an online personal trainer is how, how can you explain it yeah so I think go about it I take it everyone knows what personal trainer is right it's more so obviously all in person training and it's kind of that set sort of like time period so either like where I was it's 45 minute sessions usually like an hour up to hour and a half um and that is sort of like your only touch point with the client other than um obviously organizing your next sessions so the difference with online obviously it's all online you don't some people mix the two um i don't um so you still do the training aspects so create training programs obviously starts off with a consultation figure out their goals what they want to achieve make the program aligned to that um nutrition then comes into play something that i found really lacked um with personal training was the nutrition side of stuff. So help people with their nutrition, um, mindset as well. So I do like trainings with my clients, um, 
so it's literally not just giving them a program and nutrition saying here you go like go and do it um also have like some some trainings weekly trainings with them whether that's again mindset nutrition or the actual training aspect of stuff as well um and then um also i mean later down the line where i want to go with it is just building a community space as well so um which i think is vital especially in the online space it's very easy to have sort of a disconnect you don't see people as real people sometimes so um building that sort of like community aspect to it as well yeah so i guess the benefits to you is that you can do what you've just done move to the other side of the world and maintain your your your, your job what you're doing um and in theory, your your client base is now infinite, right? Because if you worked as a as a PT at a gym in your your hometown, you you sort of got a limited pool of people that you could be customers for. If you do online, say I, I wanted to, you want I could sign up. I live in Australia, you live in the US, but that doesn't really matter, right? I could. No, not at all. So, like I said, um, with in-person training, you are limited to your clientele being directly in the area, um, and then also the biggest limitation is the amount of people you can help. Um, obviously you're trading time for money uh, time for money and like time for a service so yeah. like i said you you've only got say like eight to ten hours realistically if you're going to kill yourself 12 hours a day of work um, yeah. it's a very physical job as well um so yeah like i said having that taking that away and being able to reach more people with it able to help more people um ultimately and it doesn't matter where they are in the world yeah um so yeah, it's the biggest advantage to it and myself I can go with them where I want to. And at the moment then, like how many how many clients say do you have at the moment or how many what's your max like limit, say as as we speak? Uh so at the moment, so still early, um yeah. I'm up to uh I think six clients at the moment. Um yeah. so it's yeah, it's something that I say you kind of look at in terms of you grow with like where you're capable of um there's i'm part so i'm part of a group of like coaches um that they have like into the hundreds um Mm. and sort of you can the potential to reach your business almost as in like an online um say like gym in a way uh so uh you can have multiple coaches within your within your business structure because i i myself like once you get to that point let's say depends again how efficient you are with doing stuff um because you do have to do everything you gotta do your outreach to potential clients like um obviously still doing your programs your nutrition everything for your current clients um doing all of your social media stuff as well creating your content um so all of that obviously the more you do it the more efficient you become at it um but then the more clients you get the more time you're gonna have to put towards them so i'm yet to reach that threshold Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when it does come i should think uh, anywhere between 50 to 100 clients i would say like you're kind of going to hit that limit to where you need to get extra help from somewhere else yeah i I can imagine it's been like a quite a learning curve for you as well because if you're just you know if you're working as a pt in the gym your your skills are right how how can i be as good a pt as i can be or whatever how can i help this person as much when you're doing your online business doing the pt stuff it's you're you're becoming right how you know the 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 content the the outreach the the, you're actually running a business as well that's like the 
yeah, the main piece, if that makes sense. It's a big switch, um, and especially for where I was. I, to be honest, like it depends on what gym you work in. Um, as yeah, a yeah. personal trainer, um, you can do commercial gyms. You can obviously be self-employed. You can be. I, I personally was employed by a company, um, and our PT clients had it free as a part of their employee, employee benefits. So, what where I worked, it was. Um, within uh within a law firm so we okay. ran their gym for them and as part of their employee benefits they got free pt sessions so in turn like for me all the clients were coming to me um without really having to right look for yeah. them in a way so it's all completely new to me um having to actually you know like you said outreach to people um just communicate with people on a daily basis that you don't know trying yeah. to build those sort of communications and relationships what what is your strategy to do that then like how, how would you how would you say get a new client or yeah you know, how are you looking so, to grow the business uh, absolutely so it would be obviously the, the key thing if you're not online or if you are online and you're not posting you're not online no one knows you exist um yeah. even though you do <laughs> it's the reality if you don't post you don't exist online um so obviously you need to be posting and then obviously with that you get interactions with your content all right so whether that's a like whether that's a share whether it's even some people might message you um if your content hits home hard enough um and from there, then you kind of, you're going to assess your leads. Um, obviously, people that follow you as well is another one. Send them a message then. So you're sending, you're sending messages to people just to, you know, start that rapport. Um, whether that's a like, just a simple, hey, thanks for engage, like engaging with my content. Um, and then just go from there. Just so, you know, they know that you're seeing them supporting your content. Um, and then eventually, once you get to it, they start liking it enough you can maybe strike up a conversation be like oh what did you take away from that content um or that post um and you again you'll get some people um you might put up sort of like a a call to action which is a bit more like out there to the point like you're looking for say like you've got five clients blocks remaining um some people like an Instagram poll is a great way just put up if they say yes interested straight away like that's a hot lead you can sort of just go into messaging and get in a consultation but um and going from there yeah so it all starts with the the content you're putting out there and then that Absolutely. builds the leads and the the interest from there but then it's interesting you're not like you're not hitting them with a sales pitch straight away you're trying to build a bit of a relationship no. a bit of a rapport starting yeah. a conversation and then maybe down the track they become a client yeah even so for myself like when you post stuff you'll get again like business mentors like going straight out cold getting you to like try and buy their program to help scale your business and it just doesn't work like i don't even respond to those messages because i'm not interested in like you've done nothing to sort of like ask what my goals are what i'm trying to do with my business you know so it goes the same for me of asking you know, their followers if yeah, if they want the same thing. Just on the clients and you that you're helping. Mm-hmm. Do you have like an i like not not an ideal client, but like a typical client that maybe have a similar like do you help certain goals? I don't know, weight loss, muscle, yeah. whatever. <laughs> the ma- majority um, are, are weight loss. Uh, I think it's yeah. it's again I would say as well in terms of 
what most people want as well. It's looking, it's looking further. You need to dig deep into it, like their reason why. Um, mm. Obviously, everyone kind of comes to me, even as a PT as well. Like people come to you and say they want to lose X amount of weight. That's the most common. Everyone wants to lose a certain amount of weight. Not everyone. I've had some that wanted to gain weight as well, um, gain muscle. But most people will come to you with like, I want to lose weight, um, which then stems into, well, why do you want to lose weight? It goes a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the majority would be, yeah, fat, fat loss. I like to say fat loss, weight loss isn't so much. Yep. You just got to go to the toilet to lose weight. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like fat loss, <laughs> I would say, phrase it more around that um, in terms of the clientele. So what, like, say I was a, a client and I, you know, signed up, I came to you, I was like, Jay, I want to lose some weight, whatever. Um, what would be the, what sort of experience would I get if I signed up to your online business? Yeah. So from, from the start off, uh, so let's say we've gone through your consultation, everything signed up, um, you're on board. So start off, um, I use a training app as well. So your whole program will be built inside the training app that I use. Um, and then from there, obviously it's got, um, your training program, uh, nutrition as well. So uh, obviously set up macro goals, calorie goals, um, f- depending on what your goal is, like I said, weight loss clients. So again, depends. We might be looking at um, calorie deficit. Depends where you are. Um, and then, uh, so I'll start off with like an onboarding experience as well. So um, it's very easy to, you know, once you sign someone to sort of like lose touch with them. So I uh, have like an onboarding process to talk them through sort of like the first sort of like week just to get started and get rolled up um, through some videos as well into the app. Um, and then from there, it's sort of like a constant communication then. So we do weekly check-ins um, that's in the form, like a, a Google form, um, just for me to get data on how your week's gone. And then I'll do a video response to that um, sort of like, obviously depending on how the week's gone, what we need to do, what we need to focus on uh, for this coming week. Um, like I said, do the uh, live trainings as well weekly with my clients. So I'll do a Zoom call um, for them to join in on, uh, pick up a topic. Most of the time that'll come from something, I'll try and pick a common topic that a lot of clients have like all struggled with from that week. Um, yeah. That way then, getting attacked by a dog. That way then, uh it's sort of like relatable for everyone. Like a lot of people are going through that. They've struggled with that from the previous week. So, yeah. um, and then from there is also like a constant communication then as well. So um, we, uh, there's a messaging system, just like Instagram message, like we've spoken through. Um, so if you have any questions, any, anything you need help with, um, there's that sort of like response through that as well. So yeah. I'll get back to all my clients within a 24 hour period. Um nice. I'm not going to guarantee like an instant response, but it's going to be yeah. within a 24 yeah. hour response time. Uh, so how, how, and then say I signed up for that, how long would, you know, ideally I stay with you as like a trainer because I, I would imagine if you've done your job well, like I wouldn't need you forever. Is that, is that right? Yeah. And it's, it's funny you said that because I say that a lot to my clients as well. Um, whether that was online or when I was doing personal training, I do well. I know I've done my job when you don't need me. Yeah. Um, that's sort of like in a way as great as it is to keep a client forever because as a paying client, 
I, at the end of the day, I'm probably not doing my job. I don't gatekeep any information like mm. at all. Um, but so back to the question though, I'd say start off with six months. It needs like that amount of time at least to sort of get you into whether you train, are you training properly, how much help you need with your nutrition. Um, and then also your mindset, a, a biggest thing I think for a lot of people is their mindset behind whether they can achieve their goals um, as yeah. well. Um, and then from there, it's about getting you from point A to point B. Um, so if that's a weight loss client or fat loss client, getting you to that shape that you're you're confident and comfortable in, in your body. Um, but then also goals change over time as well. So it's about, again, getting you from point A to point B, but then also getting you to point C as well. So a lot of people, I think, will do some sort of crazy diet, get the result that they want, lose the weight, but then they don't know how to keep that because they've had yeah. some sort of like unsustainable way to get there. Um, so it's about creating those sustainable lifelong habits that maybe you've invested in a coach for six to 12 months and now you're sorted for the rest of your life. Yeah. That, that's what those habits as I always think about fitness like it's it's just being consistent is the main thing that gets you what you, you know hit you achieve your goals right so it's probably a lot of your sounds like a lot of your coaching is around that mindset to get you consistent whatever it is with the nutrition with the the training rather than you know tweaking their form on the bench press or whatever I don't yeah know. That- it, it go it all goes hand in hand I you know there's a like a thing that says like oh it's like 80% diet or 80% training, 20% diet, whatever. You need to be 100% yeah. in on everything, like, at the end of the day. Like, if you're if you're going, doing good on your training, but your diet's slacking, you're not going to get the results and vice versa. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, your mindset plays into into both parts. You know, whether, A, can, do you believe you can achieve your goals that you're setting, um, your mindset behind your training, and your mindset behind your nutrition. Um, it, it all goes hand in hand, really. Yeah, I guess you find a lot of that out when you do that initial consultation. Like, if sure. someone comes to you and goes, "I want to lose weight," you've really got to understand the why behind that. Absolutely, yeah, that's the whole goal as well. And like going back to, you say how how uh, you find your clients. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you kind of do get people are very comfortable with telling strangers um, stuff compared to telling people that's like close like close relationship with um okay they'll kind of be quite open with you sometimes so in that sort of like messaging process you do find out quite a bit about people and then once you get into that sort of like sales consultation call um you kind of have a good amount of information to then just run through and sometimes the calls don't last that long at all because you've kind of had that long in-depth chat already um mm. in person and then the call is literally do we vibe do you understand what the program's offering and are we going to work together and get on well with each other and yeah. from that it's a, it's a tick it's all good so, so you don't just sort of take anyone by the sound of things it's got to be a fit for both no both i've had that approach before in the past so like i said yeah. when i was doing it before um in during covid and then also it does relate back to the personal training side of stuff as well um i've learned it through a lot through that as well um Mm. yeah it's great to to have clients but you want clients that are doing the work and if it's a one-way sort of relationship whether that's me giving you everything you need and i'm trying to get 
stuff out of you and you're not giving it back it's very draining on you as a coach as well so it works both ways and I always say to every client that anyone that's on the call as well whether they sign up or not your experience with the coaching is what you want to get out of it um as well I've had a coach in the past and it's what you what you want to get out of that experience is what you'll get if you don't do everything if you don't uh, ask your coach for everything you want help with then you're just limiting what you're going to get back from it yeah mate so just going back to the business then since you've gone sort of all in on it so to speak what has been the biggest challenge that you faced do you think um there's a lot man um but biggest i think it's going back to that mindset uh, honestly um yeah just having those because it it does get lonely as well um yeah it compared you're by yourself um you know i don't have any help with like my content filming stuff um no one's doing the other work for me i don't work in a like community space or anything a shared workspace so it does get lonely in those days where like, you know, you're not feeling your best, which goes for the same with training as well. Those days when you're not feeling the best, it's just about showing up and getting say like your bare minimum tick list done. Yeah. And those days when you do feel good are the days that you, you excel and try and push further. Yeah. So it sounds, it's that like, um, you don't have a boss as well right so you know there's no one telling you to do do that right if you don't if you don't do it then it's just not going to (laughs) grow yeah um but yeah self-limitations i guess like that that sort of like inner self-critic and going into a new space um just knowing that you're what's what's driving you then like when you say you wake up in the morning you have a bit of one of those days where you're not feeling you don't want to do whatever you know create that content and you know, mm-hmm. outreach to those clients. What What's pushing you? What's your why at the moment for this business? Uh, it's, it's helping people uh, at the end of the day. Like, it's, that's what I enjoy. Um, it's why I got into the fitness industry um, in the first place. I just, I was passionate about fitness, passionate about training. Um, and I just wanted to use that in order to help change other, other people's lives. It done, it's done so much for me. It's changed me as a person. Um, I'm sure like, if we were to meet up now, you'd see how much I've changed over the past, like from eight years or whatever it's been. Um, I'm not the same person. And from when I first got into training to now, um, it's just helped me so much in terms of, like I said, mindset of stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it's just showing up for yourself and knowing I have a vision that I want to take it to um, and it's just knowing if I don't do that, then I'm not going to get there. And there's people yeah. out there that need my help and they're not getting it. So I'm just doing a disservice to other people um, as well yeah. as myself. That's actually gonna, where I was going to go with the sort of next few questions, like away from your business, away, you know, more onto you and your journey that you've taken. I know obviously fitness has been, it's been a huge part of your life and it's sort of become a hobby and, into a you know your career mm. what has it you know the thing those changes that you've mentioned there over the last you know however long five six seven eight years how has it changed you would you say uh it's kind of given me given me a purpose um for sure um i think before 
before I kind of got into the gym, even when I went to like university, that's when I first got into training. I'd done a little bit before, but I wasn't, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, and then I was played, I played football up until, um, I was like 21, uh, after uni stopped playing football. And I had that sort of like competitive space gone that physical competitive space gone, yeah. which would be my like place for like 20 or I haven't been playing for 20 years, but like 18 years to say. So yeah. it replaced that. Um, and then it kind of just started off. I wanted to get bigger and stronger for sport and for football. Um, I was very skinny. Um, when I first started, when I first went to uni playing against like guys who were like six foot plus and, you know, like huge. And I was like, well, I'm just going to get pushed all over the place here if I don't do something. So, um, I started from that and then I think also I was very shy not very confident um person as well growing up so uh it's just kind of given me that I don't know just self-belief in myself that if I want to do something and achieve something I can um and yeah it's changed over time I think from from where I started to now obviously I've got into the bodybuilding um aspect of it as well I'm doing my show last year so it's kind of transformed over time and I think that's important for a lot of people um as well like your goals and your purpose behind your training can change um so it doesn't always have to stay the same um and I'm kind of at that point now where I'm here on the point where do I make another transition with my training? Do I want to sort of do bodybuilding anymore? Um, so it can always change um, yeah. as well. That The show you mentioned there, the, the bodybuilding show you did last year, talk to me about that. What, how, how was that experience? Amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome. Um, so a little backstory. Um, so going back to... I think 2018, um, I think is after camp though. Uh, so this guy called Christian Guzman, um, he's huge in like fitness and social media. Um, he, I started watching his YouTube videos um, and uh, that's kind of like what first got me started like serious into the gym, I guess. Um, and he eventually like, he does this YouTube series uh, like every, every year. Uh, where he competes himself so he just documented yep. 90 days um, and encourages people to follow along um, and I think it was 20, 2019 I think or 2018 I can't remember um, I'd done an online competition that he'd done um, and once I'd done that I was like sick like I really enjoyed this I sort of treated it like a bodybuilding prep but it's more of just like a transformation challenge um, I didn't compete yep. or anything and I was like, I really enjoyed that, like just pushing myself, um, it just learn a lot about yourself. So I was like, sick, I'm going to do his show. He eventually, he started up his own show in the US, um, in Houston. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And lo and behold, COVID stopped me. Um, at the time, I didn't realize it was the first opportunity I really had to actually fly out there and do it. Um, so it's like four, three or four years since then. Um, and yeah, flew out uh, to Houston, competed, amazing experience. Um, it's kind of different to like a, say like a normal bodybuilding show. It's not like a federation or anything. It's just him that he set up. Um, and there's a lot of like transformation stories and like personal stories that people have, um, which is very inspiring. 
and it's a whole weekend event so he's got a massive gym out there now as well um and it just attracts this like a bunch of like-minded people um yeah and it's a yeah incredible environment to be in um but back to like my own personal sort of like journey with that prep um I think at the time I was coming out of like some like personal stuff um that I was really going through and prep's lonely uh like it it really is and at the time I think I've really isolated myself from a lot of people as well during it um and yeah coming out like the back end of it it just made me realize how grateful I am for a lot of people in my life that maybe I hadn't really sort of like thanked for um and being as grateful for as I need to be um I just really isolated myself and you know go to work I had to do my cardio like 40 minutes to an hour a day eventually come the end of prep um then you come home from work and I was just prepping my meals like for it. And then that was pretty much my day. I'd wake up, cardio, go to work, come home, cook my meals, prep my meals, and then wake up and do it again for like 16 weeks straight. So um, yeah. you really do isolate yourself. I had my housemates ask me to go out all the time. And I was like, dude, I can't, like, I'm not. I, I could at the start, I could have, but I just said, no, I didn't want to. I was just zoned in on that, that goal. Um, and once it comes to it, one of my housemates actually flew out with me, um, which was like so grateful he came as well. It's just it so happened like he was working in the same area at the time. So he flew out. He got to I got to share that experience with him, which was it, it was awesome. Um, and there's a moment like before I stood on stage, like you're waiting. So if no one knows how it sort of works, um, uh, you sort of like wait behind stage for them to call your category up to go in. And then you walk in behind stage, you do sort of like a pump up. They have some weights, you get a bit of a pump on before you go on and pose. Um, and in that, like they line everyone up by numbers, like in the line um, before going behind, like behind the stage to get like pumped up. And I just had this, like, I don't know, almost like an out of body experience. Like, it's the most peaceful like I've ever been with myself. Like just knowing that I fully committed to myself um, and saw it through to an end goal. Um, and yeah, I was just, I don't know, almost in like a meditative state, like state, like even though I was just standing there, like, and then just waiting, but it's just, I don't know, yeah. it's just a moment of peace that, that was very, yeah, very uplifting. And almost that was when you could have been or should have been the most nervous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think as well, like, I think that was the, the reason why I wasn't is because I literally done everything I possibly could. Yeah. Like, I literally, I there was not one point of that prep that I'd look back at and think I didn't try, like, at yeah. all. So I think that it, yeah, is, 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 is a cool experience. Very cool. Um, what, like, what was the actual better thing, like, the result that, like, how you achieved? in the competition or the fact that I, I imagine it might be the second one, mm. the actual, the, the process it took to get there. So the ups and downs, the, you know, the day in day out, the, the fact that you committed to it, I did think, the work and yeah, got there. Was I that think, the more rewarding bit? I think you, again, like very grateful. I had a coach that, um so I was actually going to do the show in 2021 but I couldn't fly out and do it because of COVID um regulations and I hired a coach for that prep then 
and he he helped me realize like to disassociate yourself with the end result um because yeah. if and there was at a point in time during that prep um that I was like started to think about oh where I'm gonna place like am I gonna win like what will I get if I win and when I started thinking about that I sort of lost um being present I was like thinking too far ahead I was like yeah and I had to reel myself back um and it's yeah I think once you learn to detach yourself from the end result it just helps bring you to like a sort of present space um, and you kind of learn, okay, I can only affect what I can do today that's going to affect the end result later down the line. So yeah, it's definitely the experience of doing it itself. Um, yeah. I, I learned that lesson a few years ago, like different context, more my, my work and business. Like I had a target, like a, a revenue number to hit for the year. And I was like, I've, gonna smash this target and all year i was just like i'm gonna hit that number i'm gonna work i'm just that's my number i was just working towards it and then had the the year went past got to the end of the year hit my number finished up for the year did it and it, but it almost and i was like it's what i'm working towards all year but it kind of actually felt a little bit hollow by the end i was like i was kind of expecting yeah. you know some whatever fireworks whatever but i was like i was just kind of like is this it and then it was like ah oh, that wasn't actually the goal the goal like i had a great year i really enjoy if i look back on the year i really enjoyed the the ups and downs the ride it took to get there that was the actual goal like the process was the goal not the actual goal does that make sense like you know what i mean by that 100 i think you have to reflect you have to reflect like you said you had that moment where you looked back on that year and you said it was an amazing year and without that moment of reflection you're still sort of left in that hollow space of okay that's it um and it's what i done as well um like i kind of i don't know i once i completed the prep i had like people obviously saying like oh well done like congratulations like you've done amazing and i was just kind of shrugged it off and i was just like uh, it's just it, like i don't know i, I was just like, i set my mind to it and i'm gonna do it but i just didn't really mm. see it as much of an achievement with myself but is it yeah. only until i like start because I documented a lot of it so I started going back through my phone and looking at like the process of it and how much my body changed and like looking back to maybe where I first started on my fitness journey to that point there and seeing how much like I've changed obviously in my appearance and as a person and then it wasn't until that point I was like okay I've like that is that's the point like you said it's the process um that's the sort of the achievement (laughs) This this might be a, a difficult question to answer. I appreciate, it, but like the that prep, you know, the sacrifices you make made by the sound of it, you know, missing on, you know, socialising, going out, doing, you know, some early morning cardio, the kind of sacrifices you made, was it was it all worth it? You think? Yeah, and hundred percent. Like the the experience that like that, like I said, that experience was amazing. It's something that I had sort of, I guess looking back like when we were I, I would have been 21 22 um just seeing like I think I've like helped fulfill him like an old me mm. in a way um for it um and especially doing the competition I done like that was specifically I wanted to just do that one competition for my first show um and it's not really everyone's like a lot of people do say that about prep like how much you have to sacrifice but ultimately it's your choice it's not really a sacrifice 
Like, that's how yeah. I see it personally. I chose to do yeah. it. So it's not really, yeah, you do have to give up some stuff, but ultimately if you do want to step on stage and look your best, you should know like what comes with that. Um, obviously, if it's your first time, then it helps to have a coach or someone in your corner that's been through that experience themselves. Um, mm. And they can guide you. But yeah, it's... It, it comes with it. I knew it. I knew what come with it, so it wasn't. It didn't really yeah, feel too fair. much of a sacrifice. Yeah, fair. mate. Just going back to, um, I guess your sort of your your whole journey through the fitness industry and your your time training and coaching. Um, I know you you post on Instagram quite sort of frequently about the lessons you've learned over the years and stuff that you say didn't know as a younger bloke, and you know the the the, the things it's taught you. What would you say? Are there any that really stand out as, say, lessons that, you know, you wish you kind of knew, not wish you knew, but like the main things you've learned that the fitness industry and your, your training and coaching has taught you over the years? Yeah. So I, I kind of like break it down into sort of like three, try and tick like three different aspects to it, I guess. Um, yeah. So in regards to, say, like the training aspects, um, follow a program and like progressively overload on that program um don't change up your training too frequently i literally i think like train the same workouts yeah it's, it does get a bit boring in a way but done the same exercises and workouts for almost like six to eight months straight um because i was always pushing yeah. myself harder on those workouts and that builds progression over time if you're changing stuff all the time it's hard to progress um, and it's hard to measure that progress as well. Um, so that'd be number one. Uh, second one um, would be to um, meet people where they're at. So anyone is kind of goes as like a manager as well. Um, I think I learned yeah. um, and especially as a coach and a personal trainer, um, you can sort of like have your own expectations of someone and what they can achieve. But, and that's your job, I guess, as a manager or a coach is to help them meet that. Um, and you see that potential in someone, but then also they need to see it themselves. Um, and again, there might be a bit of a bridge and a gap into those expectations from you and that client and that client and themselves. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a big one that I've had to come to terms with and learn. Um, and then the final one would be... Um, just failure leads to success if you're going to learn from it like fail it's good it's, I, yeah. i'm so scared to fail um to begin with um and especially in the gym that's i think that's the, the number one thing i've taken from my like fitness journey is failure is fine you learn from it and it leads yeah. to success later down the line yeah i always say that and this is again back to my line of work but like just I, anyone who starts with my team or my business i just say the best advice I give them is fail and fail fast. Like just make the mistakes as quick as you can. Yeah. Like just throw yourself into it rather than, you know, fluffing around rather yeah. than actually, actually, you know, do the work and make the mistakes because that's the quickest way to learn. Exactly. And I guess that's anything, you know, in the gym, your coaching business, whatever, you can apply it to most things. 100%. Yeah. And you're, you might just have this idea and you never try it and then you don't know if it's going to work or not. And mm. you're just going to sit there and wonder, like, do it fail nothing nothing worse than that i'd say you know 100%. Like what wish wishing you had had given it a shot like, yeah 100%. yeah it's not it's not a dress rehearsal this life you got to go for it i think <laughs> you know you go, you go. yeah for sure uh, 
I was going to ask mate, about like, how, you know, so you work, fitness is your hobby. You enjoy it as like a, you know, to something you do for fun, but you also work in it. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, how have you found that over the years? Cause I, something I always think about, like I love training the gym, but I, I wouldn't want to personally, just me, I wouldn't want to work it. I like having it separate as my hobby. Yeah. Is that something you've had to deal with, I guess, over the, over the years? Yeah, 100%. Um, I would say maybe not so much, like, since doing, like, the online stuff, um, because it yeah. is my job. Like, if I don't work out, that's, like, my content, like, in a way. Me going to the gym on mm. a daily basis is, like, well, like, five days a week, whatever it is. Um, like, I need that to go and film and record stuff for to post. Yeah. Um, but in terms of when I was definitely a personal trainer, I burnt out 100%. Um, and I think you just need some sort of balance away from it. You need stuff. Like like I said, I love training. Like It's given me so much. But I also, it's not the only thing I do. And I think mm. as a personal trainer, I think that's a bit of a stigma. Or, or like someone that's into fitness quite a lot and does it for work. A lot of people kind of stigmatize it and kind of think that's the only thing that's like your interest um you just gotta have interests away from it as well like like you do with work you know yeah i'm sure there's other stuff you like to do outside of work it's the same for me yeah yeah it's just not having that sort of one identity that's because that's yeah then it just becomes all consuming i can imagine yeah it becomes too much and you just burn out mate um Talk, we've talked about you know what you're doing at the moment we've talked about you know your your sort of your, your background you know the, your journey to get to where you are today what about the future i know not easy to answer we don't have a crystal ball but what what are you sort of what can i expect from you next maybe a few years years that's it, that's it. <laughs> i don't know where or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> Honestly, man, uh, I have like, I, I, like in a way, I kind of want to gatekeep because I don't, I'm not, I don't mm. want to like tell, yeah, my yeah. goals as such because I think you do get some sort of endorphin from just sharing your goals and yeah, fair. sort of like self self accomplishment. But um, in in short, growing the business, um, yeah. like I said, um, helping change more people's lives. Um, that's the ultimate goal. Um, and where that leads me, who knows? Um, I, it's funny. I like saw like a quote. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like you don't. If you don't know where you're going, sometimes that's the right path um, you need to be on. So, um, and I think that that's where I'm at at the moment. I don't 100 percent know where it is, but yeah, I just know I just got just keep going with what I'm doing, yeah. and it will take me to the right place. Um, I always think that's the best answer. Who knows? Like, you know, yeah. people who have like a set, oh, I definitely want to be doing this by this age or I'm definitely going to be achieving it. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to, you know, you, you know, you don't know basically. No one really Yeah. Knows. I mean, yeah, like I said, I have ideas um, and like that can take me, I, I think definitely travel. I would say that's one thing. It's one of the reasons why I chose to do this. It would be to travel mm-hmm. with my work. So um, being able to travel and, um do stuff with my job um in other countries would be awesome um maybe we'll see you down under who knows mate who knows my <laughs> girlfriend said that she's going to be out in australia next year so uh, maybe we'll have to meet up then <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely i got i got one more question to ask you um and it's about how we originally met and when when and when and where we originally met yep. talked about it at the start we met in the, in the us um working a summer camp 
um, a kid's summer camp eight years ago now. I can't believe it's been eight years. How do you, how do you, you know, because obviously I, I knew we were talking today. I, I was thinking about it a little bit earlier. Mm. How do you reflect on that summer? What summer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, mate, it's amazing. I think I, I, you only done it the one summer, didn't you? Yeah, just yeah. One, one. One and done. But I went back. <laughs> I honestly, like, I went back uh, like a couple years after. Um, and I think I don't know whether it's just because of I had no expectations when I went out. So the first time and it, yeah, it was amazing. Just first time really being in another country, um, like US was somewhere that I always wanted to go, like going to New York, like was awesome. And just traveling like after camp with you. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, really cool experience. Meet a bunch of different people as well. Yeah. that I most definitely wouldn't have met like if I didn't do it. So um and still to this day like have friendships from that from that summer so yeah, yeah it, was, it was amazing yeah it's just like i look, look back with so much like i don't know nostalgia now it's you didn't at the time you don't you know wish you sort of appreciated it more yeah like, we were you know 21 years old 22 like living you know with just no cares in the world yeah. like just having so much fun like i yeah i, I look back i just think like fuck, like that I think we made like, the most of it though. I, um, oh yeah, like yeah. for sure. I don't. I don't look back at that summer and think, "Oh, I wish I'd done." Like mm. what? Even at, like even looking back, like whilst we were out there, I don't think there's something that I would change um, from that from that summer. It was it was sick. Like just made the most of it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, well, mate, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, and, and talking all through your you know, your journey and your. Um, your experience and your, and your business and your, and your wisdom, mate. I really enjoyed that. I learned a lot from that. So, um, Jay Sullivan, check, check him out. He's doing some great stuff. Check out his business. Check out his online his online accounts if you want to, I guess, uh, follow more. Mate, thank you very much. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. Um, Jay Sullivan underscore fitness. Little plug. That's where the socials are at. <laughs> good man. <laughs> good man. Thank you, <laughs> um, But yeah, appreciate you, man. It's been good to catch up and, and have a chat.